Let's go for it. All right. Let's go for some Q&A. Grill me, baby. Okay. So Nick from the Wrestling for Life Network asks, is the Bray Wyatt return a watershed moment for fans much like the punk pipe bomb? Is this a moment that brings lapsed fans slash new fans to wrestling? So the Bray Wyatt return... I don't know. Here we are. Um, I guess we're like three or four weeks on from it. Has it caused? Uh, is, it, is it? You know, shut the wrestling world I up enough? I don't think so. I think the thing with Bray is we're still waiting to see how it's going to unfold. It isn't. Punk was the wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. He's back. It's done. You know he's back basically you know there wasn't even though i think we were all speculating about how he was going to be and what personality he was going to have and all that kind of stuff we we kind of knew he was just going to come back and he was going to start having matches with bray there's a lot more that, that could possibly happen some of it great some of it terrible and we don't know what bray we're going to get yet um so i think i think it's a huge boost for creativity i think it's definitely going to draw people in um think it's going to improve the live experience a lot more i do think punk you know was more of a seismic event though still it just punk was something that you know doesn't even happen once in a like generation like it's even rarer than that like the you know, yeah. for him to have been gone for so long, how big he was before he went. You know, the fact that people have been chanting for him all that time since. Yeah, it's. I can't think of anybody else, honestly, that is that. That is that big in and and that went missing in their prime and was still really ten. Although obviously he was fucking brittle as when he came back, but you know somebody that could still have been in their prime when when they, when they returned. You know, the Rock will be huge. The mania if it happens but you know yeah. we know it's only going to be temporary so yeah I, I it's it's big for bray having bray back i love the fact that he's back but i don't think it's quite on a par with with punk yeah the the bray thing so he's coming back into the fold and he's he's engrossing himself in storylines again so it's kind of a, a wait and see to see if that's actually going to be this huge thing whereas once the cm punk pipe bomb happened like it happened yeah. it was it's like oh uh, like some lid has been blown off and some fourth wall has been broken so it was kind of like more impactful at the time whereas the bray you kind of knew he was coming back and we were eased into it a little bit so now it's kind of like where's it going to go from here so yeah not i, I guess not as much as a, of a seismic shift but creates much intrigue yeah. like um just because we know where, what his creative mind can do and the, depending on Triple H's leniency with creativity. Um, but we could, get a, we could get a much bigger payoff down the line, yep. I reckon. Right, next one. High Side of the Ropes asks, with the club back in WWE, do you think this opens a new doorway for New Japan and WWE to work together in the future? Or does Anderson drop the belt? Well, on our last Mania predictions... I alluded to maybe some workings with New Japan. You did. You um, did. Whether it ooh, whether it happens, I mean, obviously New Japan and AEW are still working together on the news. So we've got Kenny Omega mm. wrestling Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. Is there an opening for 
uh, WWE and New Japan, well, they haven't, as of this recording, haven't taken the belt off Anderson and are trying to work something out. Normally, they would just take that belt off him. So maybe there's still dialogue there. I would like to think so, is my answer. Do I think it... I mean, it opens a doorway, yes. It, 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 it at the very least puts a crack in the door. It's like, ooh, what's on the other side of that door? May, is, there, is there a conversation to be had? There's links that can be yeah. made. I'm, I'm sure. It's a, it's, so, it's a small um, crack, yeah. but it's a crack nonetheless. Yeah. Drugs, arse, both. Uh, we'll leave both. it up to you. One slathered uh, over the other. Next question. Uh, <laughs> Follow-up question from High Side of the Ropes. Yes. Does pineapple go on pizza? Yep. 100%. And yep. if you disagree, yep. you're a Philistine and you don't deserve pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? People that say pineapple doesn't go on pizza... They're just trying too hard to be different. I get you want to be different. Yeah. It's good to be different. You want to be unique. Yeah. And it's fine. Find yourself. Be all that you want to be. But don't try too hard to be different and say that, oh, fruit on a pit. It goes. I, under- I understand. you just got to find the right combination. I understand why people are afraid of the savory and sweet combination. But, but it's don't what be. flavors are there for you. You need a little bit of savory, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice, a little bit of mm, tangy, tangy yeah. spice spice in there. And then yeah. slather it all in garlic mayo. What's not to like? Garlic mayo. See, I was on the other side of, of this fence. Like before, pre-American move, I was disgusted by the thought of peanut butter and jelly or jam. Oh, oh yes. Now you're talking. And then I add it. Oh, so good. And then good. I add it. So good. Bit, bit of strawberry, bit of strawberry jam, Oof. a bit of, bit of peanut butter with a with a little crunch, oh, bit yes. of, a little crunch, and then maybe. You could you could toast you could toast the bread just a little bit just just a little Monographic. bit. and then you need yeah and then get a bit of butter on there. No, no. What are you talking about? No. What are you talking about? Butter. You got. No, I mean but butter on the edges of the bread while you toast it a little bit so it soaks in there a little bit. You've been in America far too long. Just a bit. And <laughs> uh, what I will say is on the, on the pineapple piece thing, forget ham and pineapple. Shit's for amateurs, right? What you need is. Little bit of little bit of spicy chicken, a little bit of pepperoni, yeah, a little bit of pineapple yeah. and sweet corn. Oh, now you and hey, get some jalapenos on there too. Do you know what works for me? Do you know what? Oh, do you know what gets me going? Food gets me going, <laughs> but what really gets me going is a good is a good chicken, pineapple, maybe some barbecue Ooh. sauce on there. Honey barbecue oh, sauce. Yes, honey barbecue. Honey barbecue. I'll tell you what I had recently, which was a, a sensation. Spicy honey, hot honey. Spicy, yeah. Hot honey oh, is a thing. It's been in for a bit. That is an absolute joy of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the Food Network. Hot honey podcast. made it over to England. <laughs> should we start? Should we start a food podcast? We should. We should. Can we do one of those where we where we eat? Don't people like to listen to people like eat? ASMR, like stuff. Yeah. yeah. We've got good enough microphones. Eat a yeah. bit of pizza in there. You know, we could have like a, you know. We're northern boys, so we could have like a pasty, a pasty cast where we just eat hot pasties with a pasty cast, hot, hot pasty rolling around in your mouth. Ooh, rec- record a pod past. Aroused. We need to move on, I think. Let's move on for our for our for our sake, but we'll come back. We'll circle we back to this for sure. But yeah, unanimous. Yes, pineapple does go on pizza. Uh, over to Sellout Podcast. So we've recently been introduced to Sellout Podcast. Uh, some boys from Wales, I believe. In Swansea. 
Yeah, who who are new to wrestling podcast space, so we're we're really happy to be uh, associated with them, and like we we know what it's like to be new onto the scene. So it's exciting. It's exciting when people like decide to take that that sort of leap and and journey. Yeah, uh, and we're we're happy they're in the fantasy faction with us. Hope they're having fun, even though they're like eleventh right now. But it's <laughs> all right. So eleventh place sellout podcast. <laughs> we're throwing shade at people discreetly uh oh we have a few questions here that's all right who was the biggest flop in wwe history shit the biggest so high expectation but ultimately didn't fit the bill Ooh, just names names off the top of me hide and right mario Jardel. Lars sullivan. sullivan yeah hide and right it was a good one who was oh, i'm gonna have to look this up someone was brought built up and brought in to go up against Taker. Nathan Jones? No, but again, Nathan Jones is probably another one. He was... I feel like he had like white hair and a beard, and he was a bit of a gaudy-type character. Yeah, didn't he dress like a like a Gandalf the Something White like that. Yeah, God yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah. I don't think negative thoughts too much. No, think about people flopping. Think about yeah. success. Positivity. That's what we do at the CPR. We're trying to revive people's love of wrestling and pineapple. Ah, it's going to do me head in now. I can't remember what he's bloody called. Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. Was a bit of a shocker. What was... This is going to... We can't move on until I remember this turd's name. He had... He had like a, a white gown. I'm sure he had like a... Some sort of weird staff i just i remember the promos for ages and it was like oh this guy's gonna beat taker and it's gonna be massive and then it i think maybe he appeared for a couple of weeks and then didn't and then that was it um like michael owen at newcastle yeah he's flat morgan didn't really do much mordecai mordecai mordecai, mordecai. there you yes. go that's who we'll go I with. Mean, that was... <laughs> I remember Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> Mordecai. Also, half of these were brought in. I'm sure they were brought in to face Taker. All right, that's it. Cheap pop votes Mordecai. It's the biggest flop in WWE history. Right. Over to Nikolai from The Wrestler and the Nerd, The Wrestler in Ognorden, all the way over in Denmark. Beautiful, beautiful Denmark. I would love some podcast network to sponsor us going over to Denmark and doing a crossover with this man. But we're going to see him at WrestleMania. Indeed. Uh, Right. He asks the, uh, the Wyatt six, who will they feud with? So right, right now there's no such, I guess there's not much real mention of a Wyatt six. It's really, it's more fan speculation, isn't it? The Wyatt six. I would, as opposed to seeing a Wyatt Six necessarily feud with someone else, at least for a, for a while, for the first year maybe, I'd like to see Bray feud with a Wyatt Six. You know, like just different. Mm-hmm. Each character bringing a different side of his personality, maybe. Starting with right. Uncle Howdy, that obviously would was started with, um, and and seeing how that influences, you know, things. I think would be would be a fascinating start and then maybe if we get to an actual group down the line you know judgment day 
a Judgment Day rivalry. Um, I think there's just people I'd like to see Bray fight over necessarily any kind of group thing. Because I don't think there's any... Certainly on the men's side, I can't see Bloodline being in full form this time next year. Um, Judgment Day maybe, but there's no real big men's stables I don't think either at the minute. No, I think uh, so on our um, WrestleMania predictions podcast. Um, yeah, I sort of talked about Bray, you know, wrestling his demons and that being the six. I just don't know. Um, I mean, there's 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 people with you know darker, more supernatural uh, characters, but what do you do? Do you scoop all them up into a a Bryat a, a Bryat a Bray Wyatt? stable yeah. uh just because it fits and it's nice but then how do you give them all their individuality so you know do you put like the live morgan scarlet's carrying cross Bo dallas uh edge even uh i don't know um i think the wyatt six will feud with itself yeah this is my yeah short answer to that yeah uh, right, back to Wrestling for Life Network. Um, is three months of Triple H booking already better than three years of Tony Khan booking? No, I think that's excessive. I think uh, there's lots and lots of good AEW Tony Khan booking to go off there. Uh, if we are putting the measuring stick kind of down where... I don't know, how... how what what are, we, what are we expecting from AEW at this point? I, I think they've provided us a very good wave of excitement. And um, it's always good to see wrestlers jump ship and go to somewhere big. And we have big returns and big surprises. So they've provided that. They've also, um, you know, elevated even more people like Chris Jericho, John Moxley, um, and also created new stars in your MJFs and your Darby Allens, your Brit Breakers. Uh, so I would say that AEW's, since it, its inception, has definitely been better, better since Triple H's in booking. But I would like to give Triple H... I mean, that that's take all that with a pinch of salt because Triple H hasn't had the reins long enough uh, and hasn't had too many completed story arcs to to compare to. So, um, I mean, we've... we've he, he's... He's got good chess pieces in place, Triple H, but uh, by WrestleMania, I think we should have a good idea of how how better his booking is, quote-unquote. I think you just hit the nail on the head for me with Triple H in that I think he's still moving pieces around. So he's still, you know, adjusting things a little bit. And I think he's, he's put focus and elevated certain things that needed it, like the Intercontinental and US titles. I think he's now working on other elements and names and balancing things a little bit. Um, but I do think Tony Khan has fumbled a lot since the early stages of this year, since probably after um, Forbidden Door felt like he lost a bit of momentum but then definitely all out after everything that came after all out and to an extent before it um 
think too many things off outside of the, the product have influenced what we've seen on it. Um, and I think in the short time that Triple H has been in, for me, I think Triple H is doing overall... He's probably doing an overall better job, but only marginally, I would say. Uh, I think there's certain people in AEW that, as long as you don't stand in their way, they're going to do an amazing job. Jericho, Moxley, MJF, although it feels like they're interfering too much with him at the minute. So he's lost some... He did lose some momentum for me anyway. Um, yeah, it feels like there needs to be a shift in mentality within AEW to be able to tell better stories because at the minute they're relying on the goodwill of how much we love the individual characters and telling very average to middling stories in between. Um, mm. Whereas WWE, I think still, you know, production wise, obviously it still has a huge up on AEW. You know, the how everything's presented looks so much better. And to be honest, at the minute, I think WWE is just a more entertaining product. Like, I, I, I get more fun from WWE. When they announced AEW is yeah. finally coming to the UK the other week, I wasn't as excited as I would have been six months ago about it. I'm, I was just a bit like, all oh, right, okay. Mm. Will I go down to London for it? don't know. At this point, uh, I mean, maybe, but... I wasn't, you know, clamoring for more. So there's, right, right. There's, there's rebuilding that needs to be done, I think. And at the minute, it feels more like it's slipping elements, big elements of the show are slipping more towards your WCW and your, and your TNA, you know, days than something mm. wild and new, but still something that's telling good, solid stories. stories. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. We'll see. It's early days still. It's early days, but um, yeah, could do better. I think I'd give AW yeah. a good a C plus, maybe a B minus if I'm feeling generous at the minute. You mentioned WCW there. So Nick from Wrestling for Life also asks, does Ring of Honor become a brand, a full-fledged part of AEW, or is it just the WCW in brought it in to say I did but have no idea what to do with it so essentially was eight was ring of honor bought by Tony Khan as um, as a just a just to buy it and with no real intention behind it or is it gonna be you know is it gonna be an NXT I think type is it or is it gonna be a, a you know try and be a separate as I possible? think it was an impulse buy because he heard that somebody else might be looking to buy it so he bought the video library and he had yeah. no proper plan for it initially other than I've got a show, I've got a series of shows, I can potentially do stuff with the you know, with the assets within it, the titles and things like that if I have to, but I just want to keep the tapes out of WWE's hands um, at this yeah. moment in time. It should be a completely separate entity, I think. I don't think they do a NXT-type performance center with it. I mean, you, you can treat it as a training ground privately, you know, behind closed doors, but I, I don't think you bring that element to TV. I think you just keep it as a separate brand. I think 
Jericho being champion is a good thing, but you need to you need to do something with that. And at the minute, just having it on AEW isn't enough. I think they they could have brought in a weekly show or a bi-weekly show and more regular events a bit sooner, for my liking. But it looks like they're going to be doing that next year. Um, yeah, you you need to get you need to keep that excitement around. So having the likes of you know Joe Jericho, uh, FTR as as title holders as, as champions, um, and you know Danny Garcia too, I think is a good thing. Just give us something now, and you know again find somebody to run it. Don't try and run it yourself because you know he's getting a bit Elon is Tony Khan and. Uh, I don't like the look of it. You know, there's billionaire nerds are a good thing, but a lot of them can't quite handle the... Uh, the delegation? The delegation and just the ego trip, I think, that, that comes along with that. And they end up, mm. um, you know, becoming victims of their own hubris. And um, just being massive con. So hopefully Tony doesn't go down that road. <laughs> Telling us what you think of Elon. <laughs> Is AEW gonna die? Nah. Because no. Twitter won't die. None of it's gonna die. Very weird. The the the. No, we won't get into all we, that. We, we won't get into that. Although I I will say that um. It's very strange times. My my, my online uh, my online garden has been a much more positive place since I muted uh, Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, any reference to Donald Trump, <laughs> and just several other just incredibly negative things that I just didn't need in my life. It won't stay like that for long. Those things creep back into your algorithms. It just... Fuck ugh, them all. Awful Fuck places, all. Twitter. Awful places, Twitter. Although, it'll it'll either get better or it'll die. Either way, I am fine with it. <laughs> How are, how are we doing on um, Mastodon? What's the Twitter alternative? Mastodon. Mastodon now, guys. We, we, we apparently became the first pro wrestling podcast in the world ever to get a Mastodon account. Unverified. I, I had a search on it and I couldn't find anything. Mastodon's not, I don't think it's the long-term solution, but at the moment it seems fine. It, I mean, it's, it's clunky, it's awkward. Uh, most people probably won't put the time into the whole server thing um it's not that it's temperamental um like right now i'm trying to sign in and i can't um but yeah we've got a few followers it's fine it's fine so yeah listeners get us on mastodon very reliable app at the underscore cheap underscore pop get it done is it does it work on ats what is it, it i don't know search <laughs> cheap <for> wrestling <laughs> <laughs> on mastodon thon Right, let's get back to the family's questions. Sellout podcast. Boys from Wales once again ask. Let's see. What? So who is number three? Oh, here's an interesting one. Who is number three in terms of companies in wrestling? So assuming AEW and WWE are the top two. Um, New, if there was a... I mean, I, if there was I'd a, have to say, I'd have to say New Japan. Although I, I think... Still think AEW's third to New Japan and WWE. Yeah, if we're talking globally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Perhaps I don't know with a, with a Western audience. Western audience. If we weren't 
I mean, New Japan, yeah, would be in the solid top three and, yes, arguably second. But perhaps, I don't know, from a Western perspective, is, is Impact in there? NWA? Hey, about to go through some not, rough times. Let's not. I, I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Impact, surely, would be third in that one, I think. Yeah. Um, GCW is, is on the rise, but again, I don't think it's up there yet. Um, yeah, R- Ring of Honor is not a brand, no. really. No, it's not. Yeah, Impact, it's got to be. Uh, some up-and-comers. There's Battle Club Pro. Progress, who are having some controversial times as well. Really? It would appear. Have you heard no, about what's that? What's happened in progress? Oh, so the, the, the Twitters are kicking off. Do you know what? I've been on Twitter so much the last couple of months. I've 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 succeeded in numbing myself to it, so it's great. It doesn't bother <laughs> me anymore. <laughs> so I can engage with it. Uh, but like, so they're they're doing a show in Dubai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's been a, a section of people kicking off saying, "Why would you ever even do a show?" Um, if all you're about is is progress, and then there were former like people posting pictures of the the uh, a former progress logo that was rainbow colored mm-hmm. and and like progress, are, you know they promote well what it says in their name really uh, all inclusion and everything. Yeah. So so there's, there's just an argument going back and forth. Of, uh, you know, there's obviously some sections of people who think they shouldn't do the show in the first place. Others are, are like, well, let's see what they do once they get there. Do they fly the flag of, you know, their the message that they stay true to? Or do they, uh, you know, or do they buck to the standards of people in Dubai? It's 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 one of them again, is it? Do you go into the, the territory and try and plant a seed and influence your thing? Or do you go where the money is? There's, all, there's that all, the whole thing again. So it's, I don't know, we'll... we'll see what they do when they get there but but there's yeah there's kick off about it mm, what a shame I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see yeah. when edgy brands get confronted with the money where they you know yeah. brew dog you know a great example of an edgy punk brand alternative brand that turns out it's just absolute shit house of a brand um progress love you know, really enjoyed watching it pre um kind of you know once it hit the network and kind of pre pandemic days when you know you were when the likes of uh, Alistair Black and others came through into NXT and you got to watch you know their old libraries from the progress days and stuff and it you know it it, it took us on to other other people as well and I, what a shame but you know thing is. I'm all for, I'm all for, you know, like the World Cup in Qatar. I'm all for bringing Western sport and Western, you know, entertainment and events to the Middle East in the name of you know, progress and just, you know, kind of moving forward in inclusion and, you know, worlds mixing and, you know, there should be something for everyone and, you know, I get all that. But if if there's no change in those countries, if people still live there who feel like they're oppressed and can't be themselves, then at some point you have to think, what is the point? From from a, a progress point of view, we've seemingly innocuous questions. Peel back some layers. Uh, if you if you're a company like Progress, right, is the accepting of of money, which probably is quite a handsome sum. 
does the acceptance of money negate the the message that they may want to spread over there the good message like if their intention is to is to get over to dubai and and you know play their part in the overall progressive curve but it involves accepting a bit of cash where's the line yeah it's a tough question isn't it you know what it's i mean tough. it's tough also Tuffy. for a, for a small indie company you know that money could keep them going six months a year a couple of years it could attract you know allow them to fork out for some bigger talent on the occasional show right um but you know layers yeah, you just have to be careful about how you go promoting certain things as well because you don't want to be accused of being times a change well times change and where you plant your flag and how deep you plant your flag will uh will stand the test yep, of time it will indeed but anyway We'll get more into that on our uh, food <laughs> podcast, Food and Politics of the World. Sidebar, once a year, maybe a food podcast, once a year. Do it. Well, actually, we'll do it in LA. We'll try some of yes. LA's finest fast food places. Oh, I am going to I am going to absolutely rinse those food trucks in LA once we get over there. Those tacos won't Episode know what to them. Dude, do you know how like we it, like in England uh, and like Manchester, you get like the best Indian food because there's a lot of Indian culture. So we get like legit made Indian food. It's like that over here in California because there's so many like Hispanic people, Mexican mm-hmm. people, people from Honduras, people from like uh, Ecuador. Uh, there's like legit. The food is very diverse. I'll say that. I'm looking forward to it. Right. We've got one or two, one or two quick more okay. questions. Right. Uh, back to back to Denmark, back mm-hmm. to Nikolai. Uh, will we see MJF in WWE? Yeah, at some point. 100%. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's yeah. He, he'll only yeah. He'll live up to his full potential once he's in WWE. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the the way yeah. to go. I think. I mean, I I do think the the bidding war of twenty twenty four is a very very smart thing to do because you're booking yourself a story way in advance. You don't have to worry too much about coming up with a you know a brand new, you know, six month to a year run storyline arc on the spot. You plant a seed very, very early. So he's done it very, very, uh, very well there. Yeah. Whether he is under contract by then, I don't know. I don't know if he's actually up in 2024. It'd be good to see uh, a bidding war go on. I, uh, But yeah, I think eventually it's, it's got to go to WWE. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think he goes to WWE. Yeah. Uh, I think he's made for the big stage uh he's um you know he's he's a i think he's he's a pro wrestler slash superstar like he's got the gimmick he's got the gift of the gab what how restricted he will be uh with regards to like his language and uh demeanor telling everyone to fuck off and that whether that will work for wwe i don't know he may have to tone down his act back then uh, at, at that time, but you know, when he goes to WDB, he's got a ready-made feud, you know, with Cody um, and Miz. Oh my God, mm. Miz and MJF. That's going to come in the, in our future. Yeah, episode idea. Booking MJF's first four years, four or five years in WDB. Uh, we'll get to that. Got one more question. Sellout podcast. Oh, it's a bit of a negative one to finish off. No. Oh. What has been the most disappointing match of the year? Let's put a positive spin on it. What has been the match 
that we could positively critique yeah. and and hope for the best next time it what may happen. What match has the most potential to improve? What didn't fit the bill? Um, what's disappointing match? I'll, I'll tell you. Drew and Roman, because that was oh, the moment. Oh, yes. That, yes. Because that was it. Yeah. Heart, heartbreaking. Uh, Heartbreak. There you go, boys from Wales. It happened in your backyard. Yeah. The biggest disappointment. You cost us sheer joy. Bloody Wales. That was it. With anything, honestly. Yeah. Just like Brock should have beat Lesnar. No. Brock should have beat Lesnar. <laughs> Let me try that again. Just like when Corey should have beat Graves. No. When Samoa Joe should have beat Brock Lesnar mm. at the Great Balls of Raging Fire. Yeah. So yeah, biggest disappointment, I guess, was yeah, Drew and Roman. Um, but if they are gonna, if they're gonna do something like that, then when once they get the title of Roman, that has to be has to be something huge. Yeah. But we'll, sure, we'll get into that at a later date. 